Welcome, everybody, to episode 37 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. It's our review cast of, uh, what is it, summer? Uh, spring. <laughs> spring. Spring. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> do this? <laughs> nah. Um, part one of our spring uh, 2017. I almost forgot the year there. Uh, anime. You're doing great, Jeff. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank, thanks, guys. You're yeah, getting old, man. Great. You can tell that I rehearsed, I rehearsed this strongly. Um... <laughs> So yeah, this this was a good cast. We we reviewed half the shows of the season. Um, I think uh, generally uh, pretty positive. Yeah. Pretty positive tone yeah. to most of our reviews. Our our lowest score wasn't terribly low. You'll have to find out what which you know say. which one that is. Um, <laughs> probably really surprising. I think what our lowest score was. Yeah, probably. for sure. People mm-hmm. are probably going to be a little. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I not agree. Yeah, miffed maybe. They maybe won't agree. Yeah. It won't be the first time. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I I think it's a as a whole the season was one of the stronger ones in a while. So um, yeah, and we expected it to mm-hmm. be. So I think uh, hopefully hopefully the following season continues to get better. Uh, summer summer's coming right up. We're starting to watch some of our shows, but um, yeah, sit, sit tight and get some of our reviews for the spring because this was a this was a strong season. I think expect spoilers. It's a review cast. Enjoy, guys. Thanks. Enjoy. See you soon. favorite second year of love live <laughs> well there's uh there's of really years. only one answer uh and that's umi sonola mm. so hmm. okay that's weird why is that uh, uh... <laughs> well i can't even believe that the answer isn't honoka to that question that <laughs> <laughs> very strange she's because uh clearly the best girl <laughs> I uh, I was under the impression that Kotri was the the right answer. So, <laughs> Dak's oh gonna kill God. all of us. Except, well, yeah. he's gonna kill both of you. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Kotri and Honoka. I think Kotri <laughs> is probably the eighth best girl, right in front of Ellie. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, what? I'm gonna start saying it that way too. With you people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually love the way you say it though, that though because like I can't like after watching all the Nikonamas and like getting really invested into the you know the the idol uh I guess culture of, of Muse and Love Live and Aquas and all that stuff I can't call them like worse girls it's just like yeah I like the way that you way you say it like yeah she's the ninth best, best girl, girl. <laughs> yeah like Hanayo is the ninth best girl it's like it's a nicer well. way of saying she's last <laughs> yeah because they're all they're all good girls they're just not the best girl yeah some of them are a little weaker than others all of them are weaker than nico <laughs> okay <laughs> this conversation's obviously going nowhere good I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh the, you the sound really good, did this. you get a new mic or something who me yeah no i just moved my mic 
closer to my face. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm right up on it. Nice. Yeah, I'm filleting my mic. <laughs> so I'm sorry if you guys are mic. underage listening to this. I just realized what I said. <laughs> Swallow the mic. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. Um, Welcome to the hentai cast. Huh. <laughs> Presented nice. by Faku. No, not, uh, not true. What? Not true. Don't sue us. Please don't sue us. <laughs> we have no money. Please we don't. Have, yeah, we have zero money. <laughs> Especially after Anime Expo, but that, that'll that'll come later. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Guys, it's it's uh it's time for us to do our reviews. Woo! We've waited long enough. We've put it off long enough. It's time for us to review some of these spring twenty seven anime. Yeah. Yeah, we have been. I guess we're a little bit behind on these. Um, too much though. Some of them just ended. I think what last week. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's it's not so much that. It's like you know, I, I was away. I I could not find a room to podcast in at my uh, sister, my brother in law's house in in L.A. And they have my one year old nephew, who I love, but you know he's a baby and he likes to make all kinds of noise. So, <laughs> I mean. It was like, yeah, I'm not going to subject you guys to pauses while I, you know, go calm down my nephew or my sister calms down my nephew or whatever. Yeah. So, and I'm sure you out there listening don't want to hear a screaming baby in the middle of my very important opinions on these shows. So, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> screaming babies, unfortunately, you know, babies are, we were all one at one point, but that's one of the <laughs> off, most awful sounds, I think, in the existence of, of Earth. So, I mean, depending on the baby yeah <laughs> my, my nephew doesn't really cry all that much he he's just really he likes to yell and run around and be a boy but yeah. one mean, of these days he'll be an anime fan too <laughs> there's probably you know very good reason for the fact that screaming babies are such a great it makes such a grating sound because you know it forces you to do something about their screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of one of those like reasons why human beings are existing <laughs> huzzah for evolution but on to <laughs> This season shows. Um, Unfortunately, some of our shows... uh, Well, actually, what am I saying? Unfortunately, that's stupid. It's not unfortunate, but because these shows are carrying on to the next season, they're getting a second core, um, we can't do a complete analysis of them. But, um, you know, we could could talk a little about what we've seen thus far and and, uh, where the story is going. So... uh, Logan, why don't you introduce the very first one? Sounds good. The first show that we are going to talk about today is My Hero Academia Season 2. Good one. Good one to open with. For sure. Um, This season picks up right where the uh, the first one ends off after the uh, uh, attack um, on the school by the uh, League of Villains. Um, And we go pretty much straight into a tournament yeah uh, oh yeah which is essentially like <laughs> this world's olympics except it's done by first year students at this school but you know, the world's watching and whatever is it only the first years like i got the impression yeah. that there was a second and third year tournament that we just weren't going to see because we don't know any second or third years well, it's entirely possible yeah I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. A la Naruto, we don't really see the uh, 
the, the, the tuning higher exams. level ninja, ninjas, you know, exams because yeah. we're following Naruto. So, hmm. yeah, maybe we'll get that in like season five or six. Oh, <laughs> you mean uh, you mean like season four hundred and twelve? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, it was like you know, hearing that the first half of uh, the season, these first 12, 13 episodes or whatever it was, was going to be a tournament arc. Uh, I was a little kind of wary coming into it um, because, I don't know, it seems like a lot of time to spend on something that didn't seem like it would necessarily you know, push the story forward. But I uh, came out of it like thoroughly impressed with... Uh, everything they managed to do and like the, the character growth um, over the course of these episodes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a fantastic arc. It, it just really wrapped up and we're, as we're going into the second core and uh, I was really blown away with how much I enjoyed some characters. I didn't really like at the first, at the beginning. <laughs> right. Yeah. They really expand. I, I think on a couple characters that, you know, it, it really adds a lot to the show. I think some of the characters they built uh, a nice little backstory up for, and um, they, the, you know, the cast is growing and clearly this is a show that has the potential to keep going and, and only get better from here. I think. For sure, I think, for sure. um, I think I was the most impressed by Todoroki's yeah. uh, growth. And I, I'm, I think as of the tournament arc, he's probably my favorite male character in the show. Hmm. Okay. I, I think the, I love there was a line um, where um, Izuku, he <laughs> explains that he probably should be the main character of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I kind of, you know, it, 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 I liked that line because it was – it's true. I mean, he, he is kind of your prototypical main character for a superhero show. He seems to have it all going. So I, I kind of, I thought that that was a pretty neat, that was a pretty neat line and a good description for, for him. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was cool just to kind of see, you know, <clears throat> how like each, like the, the first part of the tournament arc was like, there was a, a race and then there was like a, like a team, thing that kind of determined who was going to be in the main uh tournament aspect of this um uh, festival that they're doing um and each of the fights in this festival the one-on-one fights like there's some like really uh really really good uh growth like uh uh Ruraka's fight against uh bakugo that was a good one yeah yeah that was outstanding and uraka one hundred percent, best girl. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, no question. I like, I like. Uh, what's her name now? Froppy. <laughs> oh, Sue. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, her, 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 her yeah, her uh, rainy weather hero, Froppy. Yeah, the the, the frog girl. <laughs> I like her uh, a lot, but I I love Uraka. I think she's amazing. What, uh, I liked her hero name too in the most recent episode. I, I, I Ravity. Gravity mm. or something like that. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, I think she's an obvious choice for best girl. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of characters that I was kind of hoping they would uh, kind of dive a little bit more into in this arc, but like uh, I felt really bad for um, oh, what's her face? Um, like the second strongest girl in the class, or the yeah, strongest girl in the class. The, the only, the only other uh, 
person who was uh, sent to the the academy on recommendation. Like there was Todoroki, yeah. and there was her. It's um, Yao Yao Yo. Oh, Yao Yo Rozu. Yeah, there you Yao go. Yo Rozu. Thank you. That's the girl um, who can create like weapons and anything. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just felt so bad for her um, in her fight and how things kind of went for. Her. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, I, I think what happened but, in in her fight will will be like a character building thing later on for her. I think that's what I'm they're sure. building towards. I'm hoping yeah. at least. For sure. Yeah, just disappointing. So what do you guys <laughs> think about this show as far as some of the things aside from the story and the arc? Um, do you think that it's continued to keep a strong, the animations continued strong, the sound, uh, the voice acting, you, you've been pretty impressed with that throughout the second season? Uh, I definitely have, yeah. Yeah. There are definitely um, like, like peaks uh, for, for, sure. for the show's animation. Yeah. And, you know, if there are peaks, then there have to be valleys. Uh, so, but it's not like it dips down into bad. It just goes back down to its normal, like where, so yeah, I, I'm pretty impressed with where they go. Right. Um, I think from what I've seen, it's remained pretty consistent, which I, you know, for a show like this, it's, that's what you really can ask for. Um, and like you said, there's been points where they clearly want to spend a little more time on making the animation really good. But, uh, as long as it doesn't, as long as there's not that moment where you're like, oh, what happened to the budget in this episode, <laughs> which I haven't had that moment yet. So, mm, man, oh. yeah, the, uh, the moment, the fight between, uh, uh, Midoriya and Todoroki. God damn. It was, was really amazing. good. The animation in that, the end of that fight was really something else. Pretty stunning. But like we said, uh, we can't rate this show yet. It's, uh, it's not finished yet. Have we done? So um, just keep watching. And if you're yeah. wondering if you should watch it, you absolutely should because. Well, let's not cut out. I think we can give it like it's not an f- official rating, but where would you guys put this? Well, let's not give it an official Ichon rating. Let's just do a whatever regular generic five out of one out of, or, you mm. know, out of five. Uh, as it stands right now, it like if it had finished in the spring season, it would probably be probably be my number two show of that season um and we'll get to my number one show later yeah i yeah four and a half probably if i were to give it a rating just on the first half but we'll see how the second half goes Mm -hmm. uh i'd probably i'd probably have given the original show or the original season like a four Hmm. uh but yeah the second season i'd probably say four and a half because it really spiked uh in terms of quality I think it's worthy of a four and a half. It's one of those. It's one of those shows that doesn't come along very often, um, and it's it's definitely worthy of a score like that. Mm-hmm. The dub is also very good if uh, people care about that kind of thing. Of course, Quality they stuff. care. No, it's just me. It's just me <laughs> that cares. <laughs> I I was interested. I was enjoying it, and then Funimation's website's like you can only watch the first three episodes, despite having a year long premium membership. Yep. And I'm like, no. huh. All right, well, guess I'm going to Crunchyroll to watch the sub. <laughs> yep. Um, but let's, yeah. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and move on. Enough gushing about that show. This next one is yours, Carlos. Uh, just to is anyone touch else? On it. Uh, just just out of curiosity, are either of you guys watching this one as well? Uh no. no. <laughs> I would. I I want to, but I refuse to watch censored anime, and unfortunately, I'm not. Uh, really 
going to look elsewhere for it. So I'll just mm, wait. Touche, touche. Um, yeah. All right. Well, the next one is Seven Mortal Sins. Um, and this is a, one of my shows from uh, the last season's draft. Uh, it follows um, it follows Lucifer and her fall from heaven. It's a lot of biblical themes in this one. Uh, but instead of, you know, at the dawn of humanity, Lucifer's fall, uh, for those of you biblical scholars out there who are listening, all like one of you, um, uh, she falls like in the modern times and she lands in a church and there's a girl named Maria there because of course there is. And she kind of, she kind of marks her like kind of like as, as like a, Hey, you know, this person's here in the real world. She goes all the way down to the deepest part of hell, uh, which I, I'm going to say this, this show, like if you know what I'm talking about, uh, then you, you know, this show is nothing but straight up edgy and it, there's a lot of nudity, a lot of stuff like that. But if you are, again, a biblical scholar or anybody who's ever, like, studied any of that kind of stuff, there are a lot of references to, like, medieval, like, uh, biblical text. And I'm not talking about, like, the Bible. I'm talking about, like, when they were wondering, like, what kind of layers of hell there were. Dante's Inferno, even though that's fiction. Um, and, like, like, they used to have dictionaries on these types of things. It's like Scholars would argue for hours and hours on these kind of things. And there's surprising amount of reference in an etchy show but yeah i'll let that i'll, I'll so drop that i have a question because there is a show this season that i'm going to mention um something like that where they, they take serious very serious uh plot points and they mix it with a, you know they're unserious you know not serious etchy type things do you think that the balance is pretty is good do you feel like oh, it is it hard nobody, to take some of the serious stuff serious it, i, I it's, hard, it's hard to take it serious to begin with because unless you've looked like i, I just have this like as random knowledge and i'm sure i didn't catch everything hmm. but it's interesting to me that they put that in there because only like a handful of people are going to be like oh i get that like yeah. they <laughs> They say the name of like there's a name for the area where the devil is, where Lucifer supposedly is uh, in in hell, and she goes down there and is trapped there. And uh, one of Kiwi's favorite characters uh, from the show, Leviathan, comes and she's the sin of envy, and she lets her out, but she wants to be one of the great sins, envy, Leviathan. Again, if you're if you've read up on your Bible, Leviathan is a beast that's supposedly under the sea that God can unleash on us. So, like, so there's this a is lot a, this of that is, in there. This is a pervy uh, Japanese oh, super, super author oh, who was who was raised Catholic and had to keep yeah. his perviness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just him, like, letting it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, Lucifer breaks out. Uh, she goes to the, the headquarters of the, the seven mortal sins, uh, who are all various forms of, of women. Like, there's some that are, like, you know, not hugely busty, but they're mostly hugely busty. And Lucifer just proceeds to whoop the shit out of most of them. And then, oh, which one was? It? I believe it was Belial. Yeah, Belial. Um, uh, takes like all the other sin strength and beats Lucifer and sends her up to Earth. And now Lucifer is going from sin to sin, trying to to like beat them so that Belial's new like sin armor, I forget what the fuck it was called, uh, like is less powerful. 
Uh, and the way she does this, like she goes to Miami, where <laughs> where where Lust is. So be on the <laughs> uh, be on the lookout. Uh, I'll keep for, my eye out for Asmodeus. I'll I'll send you a picture of her. She's great looking. Um, and uh, she beats her at a battle of lust? Question mark. It's it's not really great. Uh, like I love that Miami explaining. is where lust is because that's definitely yep. a very appropriate place. <laughs> it made me laugh because I'm like, hey. I wonder if I'll see uh, Jeff in this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so she, there's some like really baffling episodes. Like there's a, an idol episode where she, she battles or it's not so much an idol one. Uh, it's like a music one, but melancholy uh, is, is like a musician and uh, Lucifer has like a song battle with her where she, she does idol, like Lucifer does idol music. <laughs> so it's not, it's not great story wise, but if you're interested in like really random uh, biblical references and like stuff like that, and you love etchy and you're you can laugh at this kind of stuff, then this is a show for you. But I can't, in all good in all good, yeah. faith, rate it, it anywhere above like a three, and that's just because I'm um, just enjoying it. How about for um, action fans? It sounds like there's a lot of fighting. Um, would you say is, this is something that? Does it's it well? not it's no it's it's okay it's okay. not gonna blow you away and there's not a lot of fighting uh because not every not every fight with the other sins is is, is a battle of like arms like a lot of okay. them are act are battles of wit uh de- yeah wit determination stuff like that like they she had a battle with greed which was co- kind of confusing honestly huh. like i didn't really get what what greed's deal with i'll have to go back and look at that but i Again, I looked up her name, and she's in a an encyc- a, a middle age uh, middle ages encyclopedia of demons. Mm. So I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" Greed really liked to share things, right? Huh? Greed really liked <laughs> oh, sharing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, that was that's that's what it was about. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, real quick before we end this, uh, the studio that's doing yeah. Seven Mortal Sins went under. Oh wow! And they have a whole other core left to do. Um, and I hope this doesn't mean because recently they put out, uh, the visuals for the seven heavenly virtues who are the angel counterparts to the seven mortal sins in this universe. And I really, really want an anime with them in it because <laughs> they're pretty fantastic looking. Nice. Cool. Um, would you be willing to rate it at this point or, uh, yeah, no, I, I rated it. I said, uh, I said three. Three out of five because it's just above average for me because I think it's funny. But honestly, for people who aren't into this stuff, it's going to be way lower for you. So if you're not into etchy or just really, really random bits of knowledge, avoid it. Well, it's a good it's a good time to remind people probably that clearly ratings are opinions and people who align with your opinions, they can expect this to be a three. Um, So, you know, it's a. I think that that sounds. It's. I'm not surprised you gave it a three based on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Cool. Five out of five. Five out of five. <laughs> Perfect score. Nice. I am. I am. I did find it uncensored. It's so 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 good uncensored. It's. <laughs> that's why I'm just gonna wait to watch it. It's. It's borderline hentai sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it with the door closed. Locked. Okay. Nice. Late at night. Yeah. Late at night. So the next one I'm actually uh, really excited to hear about because this one was one that I think came into the season with a lot of uh, 
a lot of intrigue. I think a lot of people were pretty high on it in the beginning. So I'm curious uh, to hear where it went. I honestly didn't hear a whole lot about it until I watched it. Anyway. It was yeah. one of the higher rated Crunchyroll shows, um, as far as popularity goes anyway. I remember looking at the list and it was one of the top couple rows, which surprised me. At least in the beginning of the season. Well, the, uh, the, the show is uh, the Akashic Records of Bastard Magic Instructor. It's a mouthful. Um, which is, yeah, quite the name. Um, and it's about this uh, guy named Glenn who kind of gets coerced into being a substitute teacher at a magic school. And uh, he, like, you know, he does not want to do this job, so he takes the job, like, as a joke and doesn't really do much with it. Just kind of walks, he walks into the classroom, writes self-study on the chalkboard and leans back in his chair. But, uh, some of the students, um, Sistine, uh, and, uh, uh, I can't remember her name now. Rumia, but Rumia, Rumia doesn't really take offense to it. She's just, yeah. Sistine is definitely the one that takes offense to it and, uh, challenges him to a duel which she beats him handily at. Um, and then, you know, they just kind of, uh, over the course of uh, the next few episodes, kind of, he kind of builds bonds with the students and stuff, and they have, like, a competition. Um, and, you know, he believes in them, so, of <laughs> course, they're going to it, do well. It's, it's what do you call it, um... It's not that that it's just a magic school. Like this is the magic school for this country. So that's why a lot of the students are incensed that he he refuses to do anything. And and what a lot of them don't know, and and you know, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. You're listening to a review cast. Spoilers. Um, is uh, he's a like an ex like special forces magic guy who's you know jaded because he's seen so much you know yeah, blood and so stuff like yeah, people, yeah yeah and as a kid he grew up with the the idea of the the mage for justice and you know that kind of slowly but surely was torn away so after being like a hikikomori for a year he he's now a, a you know a magic instructor and yeah like uh logan said he he builds up this bond but like it's it's interesting to see because they're at you know like i said the magic school but the way he teaches is like you know um, like not out of the textbook. Contrary to yeah, contrary to the the normal uh, accepted methods of teaching magic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's got all this knowledge because he had to figure it out as like a special forces guy. Like rather than being in a big group of mages in the military or like a group of researchers, he had to you know fight rogue mages by himself. And it's an interesting concept. Um. And I really like the show. And surprising to me, I'm not usually big into Cinderius, but I love Sistine. Yeah. Um, but this show really could have done with a longer season. Um, or with like, yeah, like, like, you know, back in the, in the, the 90s when, when shows would get, you know, holy crap runs because they knew that they were going to keep going. Like 52 um, episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and they even, this show mentions... Uh, oh, he calls himself great teacher, Glenn Raiders, every now and again. And it's like, all right, you're clearly taking inspiration from great teacher Onizuka. Right. Um, and it, it takes inspiration in the fact that there are arcs of the, sh- of the, the show. 
but because it's a 12 episode show the the arcs are at best three episodes so mm. you're, yeah. you're pretty sure that any conflict that comes up is going to be done in three uh, which kind of takes away from the severity of a lot of stuff, even though it, it does get pretty intense. Um, it does, yeah. But when you cool. know something's going to end, it's kind of like meh. I I still really enjoyed the show, but yeah. I wish it was a lot longer than it was. Yeah, it definitely could have used some uh, some fleshing out, some more time to kind of tell its story. But it was, you know, it was enjoyable for a show that I had zero expectations for going in. Um, and you know, it's a magical school show, which I don't know, hasn't had a great track record with me. Um, I came out of it, you know, happy that I had watched it. So yeah, nice. Well, can't ask for much more than that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nice guys. Um, if I were to give it a score and I am, um, I would give <laughs> it probably a three out of five. Uh, I'm right there with you. Three out of five. I enjoyed it, uh, but all the like the the little negatives took away from what I probably would have given a three point five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So above average. Mm-hmm. Just above. Just any clever above. Uh, any clever things that Ichan had to go through for that three out of five? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, uh, the time has passed, guys. All right, Attack on Titan yeah. season two. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I can't think of stuff on the fly like that. <laughs> um, yeah, Attack on Titan season two. This was uh, this was a show that I think a lot of people were. I think it's an understatement to say a lot of people have been anticipating this show, and now with season two in the books, um, it's. Uh, I feel very similar to how I felt about Attack on Titan at the end of season one. Um, Season two had a very similar kind of arc for me as far as the way I felt about it. I started out in the first few episodes really hyped on it. And as the show went on, it it grinded and grinded and grinded to the point where I got to the end and I was like, all right. I mean, I'm interested, but what the hell's going on here? Like, what? where is this story trying to go? And, and I felt like the pacing ended up very similar to a lot. In, and that was one of the main issues with Attack on Titan season one. Um Anyone who and did you guys watch this? No, uh, no? no. I'm okay. I'm waiting for the dub to okay. uh, finish up. Um, I, season one, a lot of a lot of people's main issue with that show was the pacing. Uh, the story mm-hmm. is is there. It's it's solid. Um, and I'll get more into that in a minute. But this show just you'll go entire episodes without anything happening, and, and I think it's a real it's a real shame with a show with such a a high intensity story to have entire not even just one but two episodes three episodes where you're waiting for something of impact to happen and just nothing happens you know and um i i've (sighs) it's also one of those shows to me that you know some authors are really really good i think jj abrams is probably a good example of this with lost which has been running in my house for the past month now and finally (laughs) not have to listen to it anymore some authors are really good at creating mystery and there's that that moment in a show where the mystery is just so palpable and it's so interesting and you want to know so much what's going to happen in the answer and you hype it up so much in your head that there's no way the answer is going to be satisfying have you right. ever had a show like that i feel like attack mm-hmm. on titan is definitely that show um in regards I, to anime you ever watch heroes 
<laughs> I I started. I didn't get I didn't get more than a yeah, couple episodes yeah. in though. That that was one for me where yeah. I built I hyped it up in my head and it did not pay off. Yeah, and that's where a lot of the interest came with uh, season two. Um, they started. They built more more mystery. And to be honest with you, a couple of the mysteries are just like they're not mysteries. I mean, they're they're really heavily telegraphing what's going on here, like where the Titans come from. I think we're getting to a point where that's pretty obvious what the answer to that is. Mm. But um. There's still a lot of mystery there, but they didn't really answer any of it. Um, they kind of like did by making it very obvious without answering it. And the ones that they did answer in season two were just stupid. I mean, we had about halfway through the season, one of the big mysteries of where or what um, Colossal Titan and the Armored Titan are. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most not rewarding reveals I think I've ever seen in a show. It was, it was awful. It was pathetic. It was really (laughs) stupid. And, um, I don't know. I I feel like I'm being really down on the show because I did enjoy it. Um, it was, it was, it was an, it was a show I was excited to see every new episode come up just because I, I do like the, the animation's good. I still am invested in the characters. I want to see what happens, but I'm getting less and less, intrigued about it yeah i'm getting less and less excited i think the the pacing was really just unfortunate um it didn't really see it it was messy it didn't seem like it had much the second season after the first few episodes didn't seem like it really had a direction it was just like oh let's ride around and see what's going on that's baffling because after four years like how do you not have like it's set in stone where you're going with this i mean four years Two freaking live action movies and mm-hmm. that garbage junior high show. Yeah. Like, set aside some time to for to like plan out your show. I mean, right. and I don't know, like maybe other people have a different opinion on this and I definitely didn't watch the show, but if that's the way you feel about it, that's kind of confusing to me. Yeah. I, a lot of it may have to do with the uh, the manga and how that's paced and, and stuff and adapting from that. Yeah, and see, I heard a lot about the manga and how this season wasn't going to be good, and I, I really was hoping that was wrong, especially after watching the first few episodes, because you've got, um, and you heard in the first impressions, we talked about Beast Titan, JD and I were talking about this show, and we were really high on it in the first few episodes, and he he's just like, vanishes. He disappears and never comes back, and it's just like, that was one of the, the coolest, most interesting parts about that beginning of the season. And it just, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they go into some other nonsense that, you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything, um, which is probably the wrong path to take on this show because people who are listening to me right now probably have watched it for the most part, if any, anyone who cares <laughs> anyway. But um, I don't know. The story, once again, um, very underwhelming as far as the pacing and, and where it went in season two. Um, not to say I'm not excited for season three. Um, yeah, disclaimer. Because you won't have to wait four years for another season. <laughs> right. Um, I'm definitely eager to see what happens. Uh, there, there is enough mystery there that I'm, I want to see the answer, but I have to say I don't have a lot of faith in the author right now based on some of the questions he has answered. Um, so uh, animation stayed good. The music and the sound stayed good. Um, characters, uh, Aaron's still really obnoxious. Mikasa's still really <laughs> awesome. Um, a couple of like, uh, what is it, Levi? He, he was mm-hmm. not really in it. Uh, I know he was mm. a fan favorite for a lot of the, the, the female audience. Um, so uh, season two of Attack on Titan, I really, uh, 
Oof. Oh, oh, how brutal! And that's yeah. average. I, I would say average. Yeah, um, low, low, lowest, still lowest of of the season thus far. <laughs> yeah, um, Although, I might be. Uh, a, I might be yeah. getting harsh on it, but yeah. Um, you know, oh, I imagine you're going to get much more harsh on another show uh, <laughs> coming up either today or tomorrow, or today or in the next one. Next? Oh, is it in the yeah. next one? Okay, next time yeah. on Anime Arcade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something to, to, to whet the appetite. I uh, I look forward to watching it, and uh, when I do, we can we can chat about stuff. Yeah, Ichan, um, Ichan, she uses her her maneuver gear and unfortunately misses a tree and and smashes into <laughs> the, the following tree and breaks her nose uh, for two and a half <laughs> parts <know>. out of. <laughs> she's got to see uh, Aaron's dad to, to get it fixed. Okay, well, <laughs> huh. that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, let's move on to the next one, which I think we've all seen. Um, this was uh, one of my top picks for the uh, uh, during the the uh, the draft episode, and that is Arrow Manga Sensei, um, which is the I, I don't know spiritual successor to um, or emo, uh, yeah, or emo, uh, done by the same or the. Um, Written by the same author as Ori Emo, um, and kind of has a similar, yeah, guess, very similar story. feel, very similar art style. Uh, this is definitely a show that's eliciting strong opinions from um, people on both sides of the aisle. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, you know, kind of had no expectations going in, other than people saying that, you know. It was a, a a good manga or whatever it's based off of light novel, um, but because I haven't, I've seen half of our emo, so I don't know, you know, exactly where that story goes. So I didn't have the uh, the tainted opinion maybe that some people have uh, from what I've gathered about how that show ends. But I found this show to be a lot of fun to watch, um, and it looked fantastic. Um, so I don't know what. As people who have watched Orimo, what do you guys think of it? This is a show that um, this is a show that does the cliche stereotypes of anime as good as any show out there. Um, I really it 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 knows what it is, and it it goes for it, and it does it really well, in my opinion. Um, it's I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say that I enjoyed Aramanga yeah. Sensei. You know, it's cute. It's got really, you know stereotypical characters you know you've got your sundari or um is, <laughs> i don't think there's a young dairy in the show so i'm surprised uh, well, no i don't know murmasa maybe <laughs> at times <laughs> um you know it's a it's a harem you know it's got all of the stereotypes i think that you'd expect from an animal like this but it, it does them really well and it's it's fun it's fun to watch and um the characters have that lovable quality that that this mm-hmm. you know we know and love about anime females in a show like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like you, you, they are the characters are you know kind of they fit kind of tropish molds I guess mm-hmm. but yeah they they are really well done like Elf you know she is the Sundari but she doesn't realize she's the Sundari right. I love like that moment where he points it out to her and she realizes it there's just like <laughs> tons of great yeah. great moments in yeah. this show um what about you Carlos. Uh, I love the I love the show. I mean, I, I'm one of those people. I've seen Ora Emo. I hated the ending. 
but I mean, that didn't color my opinion on what this was going to be. Um, okay. The I love the fact that uh, the story revolved around uh, writers, and I love the fact that they dove into that all the time. Um, like the, the the you know elf elf Yamada uh, and Mur, uh, Muramasa uh, are both writers. Uh, there was the other guy whose name I'm forgetting. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, it was important. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was funny. Like every little bit because he, he, he thought he thought that uh, Izumi yeah. was gay, and so yeah. he'd freak out every yeah. time he was around. I him. Loved he that. thought he yeah. thought since he was a dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were some really good moments with that. Um. I thought using me was was cute, um, a way a million times better than Kirino. I mean, sorry, Kirino fans, but no, I I didn't like Kirino at all. And <laughs> another one, like I I think like Elf Elf was kind of Cinderella, but she was I think like more like Genki and yeah, like I, she was a fun character. Um, mm-hmm. I liked all of them. Uh, so yeah, it, like you said, it's just there's a ton of just a lo- like really fun parts in the show like uh <laughs> i guess spoilers and uh cover your children's ears uh when, yeah. when megami essentially says she likes dicks yeah i fucking yeah, lost it <laughs> um what do you call it because i guess she she wants to look cool in front of yeah izumi she has no experience with yeah. relationships or anything but she pretends that she does um yeah, I I don't think there was a show this season that made me laugh more than this show, um, just because some of the stuff was so ridiculous. Um, not enough uh, Tomoe, in my opinion, best girl. Oh, but, uh, I liked Elf. Oh my Elf God, was my favorite. Elf, Elf was really really clear good. best girl on this show. <laughs> for those who uh, for those who watched Orimo and went down with the SS Kuroneko, um, you'll be pleased with a little cameo that c- takes place in the show. The SS Kuroneko. <laughs> I'm right there on board with, with you. The ship. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm <laughs> there. I'm right there with you. Um, but no, yeah, uh, Yamada Elf. I mean, how can you not like a girl who plays uh, piano while butt ass naked? Yep. it's fantastic and can cook and right it's cute yeah we can't finish talking about this show without pointing out what i felt like was obvious this was the author of orimo um really just he was pushing the whole siscon thing in a way Mm. that he knew he could and they couldn't tell him he couldn't do it anymore (laughs) you know i mean it was clear from the start what he was doing with the show and he he went for it and he kept going and uh Good for him. You know, that he knows what he likes. <laughs> so I, I honestly like like to imagine him sitting at his computer and just like finishing up the like what like with a screen, like one screen is just nothing but like hate comments for or emo. <laughs> and, and as he's typing and he's like he like finishes up uh uh Aramanga Sensei, he's like, and fuck you, done. Sending this to the editor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. his big middle finger to all the yeah. people who gave him a shit about Orimo. <laughs> yeah, I guess the I, we should point out that the the I don't know I want to say the main difference, but the difference between the relationship between uh, the main girl and the main guy is that in this one they aren't blood related. Yeah, they're just related by marriage. Oh, and, maybe and I don't know. And yeah, barely because uh, I mean, slight spoilers, but um, they I talk think it's about first that. episode stuff. Yeah, they well, yeah they they talk about that. They their parents were just married, like just just married when there was an accident. So they're pretty much strangers. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that's like a, a huge part of the, you know, story of the show is him, you know, getting her to open up to him. Right. You know, as a brother and maybe more potentially down the line. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed like, you know, the, the looks we get into about, you know, what maybe light novel authors go through, you know, the creative process, who knows how realistic it actually is, but it was fun. Interesting fun seeing, see. um, I, I used to, I, I loved watching this in another show we're going to talk about in this cast, um, two main characters who are authors. Um, mm-hmm. and it was interesting to see the different kind of takes that they had on those characters, uh, clearly very different tones for those shows. And, uh, I liked watching the two shows back to back and kind of seeing the, the way that those plot points went, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, um, what's his name here? Uh, Izumi. Izumi. Yeah. He, Ma- uh, Masamune. he was an author that actually the author in another, another show, which I'm, you know, you'll get to know what we're going to talk about later uh was like i don't want to be that kind of author (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was pretty funny yeah good show Uh, i had a lot of fun with it um i'm going to say that aichan kept finding her in lewd herself in lewd uh positions as uh, sagari drew Oh God, poor Aichan. Her image, yeah, and uh, but she escaped from the room with four out of five hearts. Oh, good. <laughs> Sagari, send those over, please. I want. I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> we need to commission lewd Aichan art. Oh God. Oh, I feel like you know. I feel like I'm Aichan's dad. I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> We're all fathers of Aichan. We shouldn't be putting our poor little girl in this position. What do you guys give the show? Uh, I I agree. I uh, for I was gonna I was thinking like maybe higher, but honestly, I'd want another season. Yeah, for so sure. four out of five seems seems pretty fair for this show for, and for what I enjoyed. Uh, I feel like four is. I think I'd say three point five. I think four is a little high for me on this show. I I, re, I enjoyed it, but I think three point five okay. is. It's more in my wheelhouse. We will uh, we'll round up to a four. <laughs> Mix it uh, as a group four out of five. Yeah. Perfect. Aichan, <laughs> I got to think of something clever here. Aichan um, gets uh, stuck in... Uh... All right, forget it. Can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard on the fly. We need comedy classes. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, please make us funny. Um, <laughs> okay, Carlos, this next one's yours. <laughs> Uh, did no one else watch this one either? No, oh. I just never got around Ooh. to it. Uh, all right. This is uh, Grimoire of Zero. Uh, it's a fantasy show um, which follows Yohei, who is a beast fallen, uh, which is a race of um, like uh, anthropomorphic animal people. Uh, they were all originally like warriors that were created by witches like years and years and years ago. Uh, but because like they bred into humanity, like now regular humans have the potential to have beast fallen children. And he's the product of two humans who happen to have him. Uh, he's uh, like a, he looks like a saber tooth tiger. Hmm. Uh, he runs into uh, a witch in the woods who's hunting him because witches, witches in this day and age are hunted because uh, there's like a big war going on between regular people, um, the church, the state, and the witches. And uh, beast fallen heads are prized in witch rituals to make them stronger. 
So he's constantly hunting witches as a job, uh, and he's being hunted by witches. So it's kind of like a back and forth. Um, and when he's being hunted, he runs into a witch named Zero, who's oblivious to the outside world because she spent pretty much her whole life in a cave. Uh, but she was left there um, by kind of like her her benefactor, uh, whose name is Thirteen. Um, and so she comes out and she's looking for her book. She made a book called it's the, the grimoire of zero, which has all this magical potential. And for whatever reason, the ability to destroy the world, um, yeah, whatever. But she, she enters into a contract with Yohei, uh, he'll protect her. And when she's done on her journey, finding this book, he, she'll turn him into a human, like a regular human being. Uh, they, and they have their misadventures, like stumble into, you know, the, the rebel witch faction and they even pick up, um, a member of the, they're called the, oh hell, I just lost it. They're like the brotherhood of zero or something like that, because apparently whoever has the grimoire of zero has been giving magic, like giving, cause it's, I guess it's kind of like, um, it made me think of full metal alchemist. You know how Ed it like can can do summoning circles without having to draw them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's essentially like that, where uh, if you have the the magic of zero, you can cast spells without drawing a summoning circle. Cool. Um, and so they all have these like little chokers with like a like a ruby in the center that's like you're part of the brotherhood or whatever. And they find one, and um, as they're traveling along the countryside, they they find 13. I don't want to go too far into it because there are some serious spoiler. There's like you delve into serious spoiler territory. Um, but it gets, it gets really interesting with, with who the guy is, who has the, the book. And uh, there's a, a sorcerer of the state who's working on behalf of the state to wipe out uh, all the, the, the rogue witches and all that stuff. And, uh, Zero is just trying to like understand the outside world while Yohei is trying to keep her alive. Uh, it was an interesting dynamic between the two uh, as he's kind of like uh, they're not really interested in each other in that way, like in a, like a romantic way. So it's more like kind of like the last show, well, except minus the romance, like the, like an older brother looking out for his younger sibling uh, as he takes her around the world. Uh, but she is surprisingly smart in some areas, like wise beyond her years in terms of magic and relationships to, or not like, uh, what do you call it? Um, like people's reaction to witches. She's surprisingly knowledgeable about that kind of stuff. So it's an interesting world. Uh, it's an interesting fantasy because like, it's, it's a straight fantasy. Um, so I would recommend people watch it for that, but honestly, the the ending is a little convoluted when you again when you find out who exactly it was stole the grimoire of zero. Um, but I'm I'm still hopeful that there are more seasons to come because it ends on a and they went off and had more adventures kind of thing. I guess cool. that's kind of a spoiler <laughs> because there are some points where you're like, oh, maybe they'll die. Hmm. <laughs> the spoilers they don't um so yeah i don't want to go on too far like because you guys haven't seen it uh if i had to rate it 
really just a three uh, okay. because the ending to me was not great. Um, I'd say, I don't know. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I'm not really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. So three out of five. It's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it's a little bit it's above okay. average. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate it, uh, but the ending, the, it probably would have been a 3.5 if, if the ending was a little less convoluted. Huh. Before we go on to the next show, I was just looking at the voice actors for uh, Aaron Longa Sensei, and I noticed three <laughs> of the top five uh, on the list for you know, my anime list are actually- Are from Aura Emo. Yeah. Did I miss yeah. Kirino and Kyosuke cameos? Because I, I guess uh, I only noticed were, Yeah, there was a scene. Yeah, they were they were all with Kuroneko, man. Were they? Yeah, it was. Uh, it I guess was, I was, it was too busy looking them. at uh, I was too busy yeah, looking okay. at this girl then. <laughs> it, it, it was uh, it was the whole it was almost okay, it wasn't the whole thing. It was all of the little group. It was uh Kirino, Kuroneko, Kyosuke, and um Sagiri? No, uh what was her name? The the um the rich girl who wore the the swirly glasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was all four of them, and they just picked up uh, Izumi's latest book. Yeah, my eyes are only for Ruri, so that's probably <laughs> why I missed that. <laughs> I think it's funny that he's even on that list because he doesn't say a word. He just kind of like looks back at the very end of that scene and says, "Huh?" Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> I wonder how much he got annoyed. paid for that. Thousands, <laughs> thousands of yen. Yeah. So <laughs> tens, tens of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> tens of dollars. Nice, cool. Um, okay, the next one on our list here is: Is it wrong to pick up girls in the dungeon? Gaiden Sword Oratoria, which is the spinoff uh, that follows. Um. I'm not going to say it follows eyes because it doesn't. No, it really, really. doesn't. It follows the Loki familia um, and kind of uh, goes into some different perspectives of events that happen in the uh, the original uh, season, as well as a bunch of new stuff. Um, but um, the first, I don't know, four five episodes are kind of like um, you seeing things through the eyes of um, both eyes and a new character, Lefia, who is a, uh, an elf girl. Um, and we kind of get to see like the, um, how the monsters at the um, monster festival got, you know, released um, kind of answering questions to some events that, happened in the original show that were never um, explained. So that was kind of cool. Um, I do think the start of the the show, those first, you know, four episodes were pretty slow. Um, and I can see why a lot of people had a problem and dropped the show at that point. Um, I know you didn't necessarily drop the show for not liking it, but at what point did you stop watching Carlos? Uh, I don't really remember. It was probably somewhere in the episode five or six range. Um, okay. Like I said, I, I'm probably going to go revisit it, but at the time, you know, I'm, I'm watching so much that, and I was watching this, I'm like, okay, this is cool. They're answering questions. 
but this is something I could have picked up in a, you know, a real quick thing in like a season two. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably pick it yeah. up again. I hope this just, just did well, but I really want more Bell and Hestia. Mm-hmm. More Hestia. See. So the second half of the show is definitely more focused on eyes and her, um, I guess history, her past. Um, and she has questions that she wants answered and she wants to become stronger. Um, so we kind of get a look into, you know, what it is that, you know, makes her who she is. Um, and there's, you know, this villain that, uh, seems to know who she is and knows her mother um, because uh, like she gets called by this nickname Aria Mm -hmm. for a good majority of the second half of the show. Um, And so there's a lot of uh, kind of, you know, interesting story that uh, stemmed from that and these monsters that were never seen before, but now are popping up all over the place and stuff like that. Um, There were some, Really, kind of, uh, you know, the cool cameos, uh, like Bell does appear in the in the anime. Uh, you get to see kind of like some of the events that happened to him, where he meets Eyes mm-hmm. in the original show. Right, you get to see kind of her perspective on you know how things got to where they did, um, and like her. <laughs> Uh, trying to apologize over and over again, but never being able to because he just runs away every time. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I overall, I think I I really enjoyed uh, the show. Uh, it was fun. It was nothing you know groundbreaking or um, fantastic, but it was cool to kind of see um, a different group of people in this world go fight monsters in this dungeon and uh you know i don't know if we'll ever get any more uh because they're i was hoping for a season two announcement for is it wrong to pick up girls in the dungeon at the end but we didn't get that right um but it was fun and as Um, we said before that is a that is a show that is absolute shame that it hasn't continued at this point i mean they ended on a cliffhanger (laughs) For sure. You know, the, yeah. I didn't mind watching and seeing it from the perspective of other people. I just don't like a lot of the Loki familia, especially uh, yeah. one particular character who I just couldn't stand watching all the time. It's like it's like having to watch a show with, or it's like watching uh, My Hero Academia. I'm not a fan of Bakugo. Mm. Do not like. Mm. I, just, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that kind of personality. Right. Yep. Uh, so it, I'll, I'll go back it, and watch it. I, I definitely want to see more eyes so or eyes if you're talking about uh lefia uh, no she grew no no not who, who her. don't I, you like no the cat eared dude oh yeah um yeah i can't even remember his name it's annoying He's as crap important. yeah yeah but uh okay okay yeah i can see that and luckily he doesn't show up too often but i guess it's enough to be annoying for sure cool um yeah uh, I would give it three and a half out of five. Um, I think I gave the original show a four. Um, and this one was definitely not as good as that, but I enjoyed it immensely because I is his best girl. <laughs> and, uh, that's that. So. Hestia gets her own show win. <laughs> right. Season two. Hmm. 
And it really like it really makes I'm probably going to go back and rewatch the first season. Maybe I'll buy the uh, the box set that's coming out and rewatch it then because there was a lot of epic moments in that uh in that original show. Yeah. Are touched on in the uh, in this one. So good stuff. Okay, Carlos. Uh this next one, I think only I was watching this one as well. Uh yeah. this is uh Sugumomo. Uh it's about a uh, young guy who his mom or his name is Kazuya. He, his mom has this how had this obi, which is you know the sash that goes around the kimono or whatever. Mm. And um, the uh, in this world there are like the the spirits like are in everything, and there are evil ones. And his mom's obi uh, has is is a good spirit that like can fight evil ones her name's kiriha oh, and yeah and so they fight as a team to rid the world of uh these evil spirits eventually uh they come into under the employment of uh kukuri who is the local uh water goddess um but kukuri like uses all of her energy fighting them to you know make them become her uh like cleanser people uh, so she becomes a lolly <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, she has a, like this ogress, like an Oni that works for her and all this stuff. It's a lot of the show is, uh, how do you say this? It takes, I guess, and the way, uh, the way, uh, Spango might say it, our, our local guy from the UK or local Brit, uh, it takes the piss out of itself. Um, it, it doesn't take itself seriously. Every episode's like a goof on something. Not every episode, like towards the end, there's like a little serious arc. Um, but like there's an, there's an episode about dating Sims where this guy, um, he really wants to, to, uh, to get with, uh, Kazuya's childhood friend, Chisato and, uh, a game like with an evil spirit in it, like, allows him to make the whole school like a dating sim. And so Kazuya has got to play through a dating sim to get his, his um, best friend away from this creep dude. And um, at the end, he, he has to go the NTR route to steal her away from him. (laughs) And then at the very end, they're the, like one of the the kids who, who helps him out. It's like the little nerd kid. What's the NTR route? I'm sorry to stop you there. (laughs) It, essentially stealing someone else's loved one I'd like cheating the cheating route oh okay it, it's usually not the not my favorite route in visual novels yeah I, um, I or that. an arrow gay but um uh you know well speaking of that eventually in that same episode uh, uh the, the little nerd boy who helps Kazuya out like looks at the game he's like oh this is the 18 plus version. And, and so like there's the him and like Kazuya and Chisato are sitting in the, in the hospital and Chisato starts getting pretty lewd. So it's like that, like, like it'll, it'll make ridiculous jokes about like anime and, and Japanese culture and stuff like that. And every, it's very episodic and incredibly etchy. Just about every episode has a major etchy part. Huh. Like there's, there is a, an episode called naked in a futon and don't sleep on that title because they're not fucking kidding. Um, That's funny. That's really funny. They have a, they have a really good conversation in the futon. 
but they're naked the whole time. Um, overall, I, I was surprised at, like, I mean, obviously, I already, I already love etchy and, and comedy and stuff like this, but it made me laugh way more than I thought it was going to. Uh, the OP reminds me of 90s anime, and so does the art in, in like, one fashion or another. It's very, like, 90s harem-esque uh, in, like, its approach to comedy and stuff like that, but with, like, 2000s etchy because, holy shit, um, it's not... It's not as bad, like, if you're squeamish about that kind of stuff. It's not as bad as uh, Seven Mortal Sins, for sure. But, you know, if you don't like Etchy, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick this one up. Um, <laughs> cool. But it's, it's hysterical. And I would recommend it to anybody who likes those kind of things. I'm going to give this one a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, and say, I don't know, uh, Aichan's slightly depressed and spends all of her, the whole day naked in a futon, but comes out refreshed <laughs> and happy for 3.5 out of 5 farts. I don't know. The depression nice. the depression took a little took a little away. Yeah, I can understand. Poor I chan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I do want to check that one out. Sounds fun. It's just one of those one of those that I uh I just didn't have time for, unfortunately. Um but the next one on the list uh was one that I picked, I think it was my last pick uh, in our draft episode, and it's the anime of many names. Um, goes by, what do you do at the end of the world? Are you busy? Will you save us? Uh, Suka Suka is another one. Uh, world End is the one that I use because it's short and <laughs> gets the point across. Um, and it's about a world where humanity is extinct um because 500 years ago they essentially destroyed the earth by unleashing these beasts um onto the planet um and now there are these islands in the sky where um like animal people and lizard people and other kinds of you know uh fantastical races of uh individuals uh live um, but one human was found uh, encased in like something that preserved him for you know 500 years, and he um, gets assigned. He he joins like the the military, hmm. um, or I'm I'm not sure if it's a military or some. I think it's some sort of like military organization or whatever. Um, and he gets assigned to this uh, warehouse in quotes to. Uh, monitor what is described to him as weapons of mass destruction, uh, which turn out to be little children, little girls who are um, fairies or uh, what's the uh, yeah fairy? I think I don't know. They they have wings that sprout out of their backs and stuff like that. Um, so he you know starts taking care of uh, these children. They range anywhere from uh, like the uh, Katoli, the oldest one is 15, I believe, and all the way down to, you know, infants, you know, toddlers and stuff like that. Um, and like you learn very quickly that these children have no sense of self-preservation, um, no sense of self-worth as they um, 
do not react to getting injured. They do not worry about other people who have gotten injured and stuff like that. Um, and you learn that at a certain point, the older ones are sent to fight the, you know, these monsters that sometimes come up from uh, Earth to attack uh, the islands in the sky, and they are sent to go fight them. And essentially, they um, they have uh, like magical energy, and at a certain point, they are told to you know overflow with this magical energy and self destruct, uh, killing themselves and the monsters. So, kind of a it's a fascinating world. Um, the characters are are really interesting to me. There's uh, some really good romance uh, between uh, this last human, Willem, and uh, Katoli, the the older uh, uh, fairy. And like, I don't know. It's it was hard to watch at times because like the things that are asked of these, you know, children essentially. It's pretty brutal, and to see them have to, you know, fight and get hurt and stuff like that. Um, hmm. It was a really good show. Interesting. So the show takes on a yeah. pretty dark, a dark turn. I think I remember you mentioning that in the. Uh, now that yeah. you're getting, yeah, to... I dark for me. You know, some people probably won't bat an eye at it. Yeah, but you know, um, the tone's definitely dark. The ending is, you know, fairly bleak. Um, hmm. as far as most things go. Yeah. Well, when you, uh, when end of the world is in the title of a show, you would think that that might, <laughs> that might be the case. Yeah. Um, does it leave it open for more or yeah. no? For sure. For sure. There, they could definitely, there is more, they could do more. Um, I don't want to say anything because the ending is, you know, definitely spoiler way, way spoilery. Um, huh. but, uh, from what I, saw and what i've heard there could definitely be more um of the show so so how's the production so. quality on the show because i'm trying to kind of picture it as you describe the story um how is the the animation the character designs the sound the voice like uh, is it a pretty quality show would you say um i would say it's average okay. uh, nothing special to write home about but uh i like the character designs a lot uh, and the battle animations were fine i mean i don't think there's any cg in the show okay so people don't have to worry about that um but yeah i, I know some people didn't like the uh the, the more kind of like i guess romantic aspects of the show and hope that it would just go you know full dark but i appreciated the balance that it uh that it presented mm. um and, you know, for a show that I knew literally nothing about coming in and was my last pick in the draft, it was one of my favorites of the uh, season. So Nice. Cool, man. Yeah. What do you think? What happened to Aichan? <laughs> uh, God, I don't even want to say, but I'm just going to say it's uh, I would probably give it a four and a half out of five because uh, it wow. ticked all the right boxes yeah. for me. Wow. Four and a half out of five. That's great. Yeah, that's. Is that our best? I don't think. Do we have a four and a half? Mm, um, My Hero Academia, I think, was a four and a half, maybe. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's not done that yet, though. Technically, count. Yeah. 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 Okay. Huh. Oh, they're leprechauns. Sorry, leprechauns, not fairies. Oh, that's right. The I forgot. Leprechauns. <laughs> leprechauns. <laughs> nice. Cool, man. And there's yeah, there's a whole like backstory with with them 
and everything. There's there's a lot to the story that I just don't want to spoil for no. various reasons. But uh, it's well, I hope, people should give it a look if they haven't. I hope it. I hope it continues. Yeah, that that sounds like a good like a good one. Mm-hmm. What would a season be, guys, without a show that we didn't draft being one of the best shows of the season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're pretty shit at, at drafting. Yeah, we we failed on this one, and uh, this was my favorite show of the season, um, hands down. For sure, same here. Uh, yeah, easy. I think we're I, I think we're all in for a gushing session, and I hope people turn yeah. the cast maybe off if they don't want spoilers for the show. But I don't really think it's a show that spoilers are going to necessarily ruin it for you. Um, it's uh, it's it's definitely a show that the ride is is a hundred percent enjoyable. Um, the feels, so to speak, I think are mm. are in great. <sighs> display for suki gaki ray or as the moon so as the moon so beautiful um so i don't know who's going to lead this discussion because <laughs> we all were really like i said this is going to be a gushing session i think because we were all really high on this show um what what do you what did you think carlos <laughs> <laughs> thank you man uh <laughs> it's fantastic we I, I recall when uh i wasn't i didn't even pick up the show um until I think it was you, Logan, who uh, who posted in in our uh, anime arcade chat uh, on the Discord, um, which we usually use specifically mm-hmm. for setting up, you know, these podcasts and whatnot. But yeah. you're like, oh my god, you got to watch this! And and then I think you had watched it right after him, Jeff, and you're like, oh my god, that was amazing! And I'm like, yeah. well, shit, now they're both into it. <laughs> I have to watch this too, otherwise I'm going to be like sitting here twiddling my thumb on the thumbs on the cast and. My God, if I'm not really incredibly happy that I didn't like I started this show, um, I'll just I'll give them the synopsis. Uh, we start out with uh, Kotaro, who is an aspiring writer. Uh, he's in middle school um, last year, so I'm in eighth grade for us. I'm not sure what it is for them. Ninth grade, ninth grade, um, maybe ninth grade, yeah. Uh, and he is interested in Akane, who is a track star, uh, same grade. And, uh, the story like from there on becomes about their romance, uh, in the, their, this last year of uh, a middle school for them and what it means, uh, to be in a relationship with somebody, um, and them figuring stuff out because both of them have terrible anxiety, uh, Akane mm-hmm. more so, but definitely Kotaro as well. And I think specifically, we, like it's a romance, but it's specifically a middle school romance. This is like your first love type romance, which I, I think it really nails it. Um, it. It just felt so authentic. And I know I said that word when I described it in our uh, first, first impressions, impressions cast. Yeah. And this, I, I'm as, just as high on the show as I was in the first impressions, if not higher. Yeah, if not higher. Absolutely. <laughs> totally higher (laughs) yeah um just it's like it's a nostalgia trip to watch for me mm -hmm. i don't know um because like yeah like you guys said they just nail the 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 emotions and the i guess the actions of these kids as they explore what you know relationships are and what they mean and you know, romance. The, for, and, the foreign feelings of love. I mean, love to a kid at that age, you know, they've loved their parents, but to, to fall in love. And, and I really loved how this show really, it really pushed the idea that they had no reasons to love each other. They yeah. loved mm-hmm. each other for almost no reason. They didn't have anything in common and they each had potential suitors who were more suited to them. 
And I, I kept waiting for the show to, to kind of, to go that route. Um, Yeah. Same here. And I just, I, I'm going to say at this point, spoilers, like skip ahead. I think we're going to do questions (laughs) after this. So don't, don't turn the cast off. But, uh, uh, so Chinatsu, I loved her and she was, you know, she was the, the, uh, the competitor for Kotaro's affection. And, um, it was really sad kind of, I think to see her struggle with that emotion as well. And, uh, she was clearly willing to go to go to any length, I think, to uh, to take Kotaro away from who was her friend, which is pretty messed up, I think. Um, but she didn't do it in a bad way. She still was friends with Akane, but she was it was a friendly rivalry, I guess, <laughs> for a <laughs> boyfriend. If you could have that. Uh, I don't know if I would necessarily call it friendly. <laughs> Um, cause I, well, they, they, they yeah. remained friends and, and she told her everything she was doing. And even like the last time she's like, yeah, I confessed to him. And he mm-hmm. said, he turned me down. Um, I, I enjoyed the dynamic though. Like you said that, um, that they gave us that, that thought that like, well, clearly the people they have more in common with, they're going to gravitate towards, uh, once, once the, their relationship hits, you know, rocky shores as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it was surprising that they were able to depict them working it out well enough. Yeah. That was the thing I think that really, um, it, it was an interesting point that they made on on love in general. Because we don't understand what love is. Love is a, is a weird thing. And um, most of the time, people fall in love for absolutely no reason. It just kind of happens. You, you get together and you might have things in common, you might not. Say They say opposites attract, but they also say people who have a lot in common are attracted so like i just <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason there isn't yeah. any rhyme or reason and i love how this show kind of pushed that narrative and um i, I you know it, it was beautiful it really was i it just, the author really nailed it on the head um i the writing in every episode i think really was stellar uh the and, animation as well was incredible um they did beautiful. ucg but they they used it in a way I thought it was really fantastic. They, the CG was just for background characters, just to show crowds. And it was never intrusive or like took away much. It like took my attention away from what Akane and Kotaro were doing. There were a couple times where the CG characters were in the foreground that I felt that I noticed it. It didn't look bad, but that was the only time that I ever even noticed there was CG. Hmm. Um, I, a couple times when he was running through the streets of some busy, you know, marketplace or something. And I noticed a CG face cause clearly CG faces have a lot less detail and they're just look different. Um, right. But that's it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was jarring. I just noticed it. Um, I, I loved, loved the little skits they did at the end of the credits. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, I hope people like stayed to watch some of those cause there were some like different little relationships between the side characters specifically i loved roman and the teacher that's um, that was that's my one complaint about the story i want to know if roman got with the teacher <laughs> seriously man i roman don't even think was he was awesome. aware that she was she was into him yeah best uh, uh yeah i don't know best wingman of the season no doubt was roman oh, yeah. i think <laughs> <laughs> i don't know he kind of screwed uh azumi a couple times kotaro um the whole phone thing uh, when they were on their trip oh yeah oh, i yeah. guess i don't think he intended yeah. that and he, i think no, he made up for it later i think he helped him out yeah, a little yeah. bit later so 
Um, this is the, this is your typical like hyper confident friend who clearly could probably do anything and get anyone back in school because he just probably <laughs> um, <laughs> just because he absolutely had no qualms about anything he did. You know that's all what it's all about in middle school. Whoever's the most confident is the most popular. So. <laughs> Since we're uh, talking spoilers, um, a few things that I, you know, just absolutely love that the show did. Uh, first of all, they kiss three times. Yep. No, no anime does that ever. Right. Um, so that was fantastic. They hug. I don't know if I've ever seen like a hug in anime. Um, and then the epilogue completes the story in a way that while I would have liked to have seen it animated, left me you know, ecstatic and, you know, more than happy. Yeah. Even kind of teary eyed uh, actually. Yeah. To kind of see their journey after uh, she moves away and how they, you know, maintain the relationship through the ups and downs and stuff like that. So, I love that they did it yeah. in line messages. Oh, that so was good. incredible because throughout the series, that's all they're doing is messaging each other with the, the line app. And, yeah, and it was it was interesting because they were very they were comfortable speaking to each other in the lineup, and then sometimes they'd get together, especially at first, and they were like, um, like they didn't know how to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I, I can relate. I can too. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I can't personally, but I've seen I've seen that, and um, I, I don't. I think I'm from maybe a generation. You know what? I used AIM. I guess yeah, I did do that. It wasn't through text messages, but. Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, we didn't have text messages when we were in middle school, man. I do remember having an AIM account, though. Yeah, I, I was suddenly very bold um, talking to people mm-hmm. when I had AIM. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I, I, I loved that, the ending, the credits. I, I like such a good use of credits. I loved how you could kind of see what stage of their life, because it, it goes through their, their life, Um after the credits roll yeah and uh you can see i don't know if you guys noticed the 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 um the title for the contact changed based on what their you know relationship had progressed yeah yeah i loved that well and and based on their their feeling towards each other because a couple of them like one of them was kind of negative because i guess they were they were having a spat yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i loved it like yeah like what what, did she go to a mixer and he wasn't happy about that Mm. Like for work or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. They were great. Mm-hmm. They were great. I love that there was <sighs> that that subtle jealousy too. You know that they they, they oh, had sure. like they both of them got seriously jealous with each other at certain points, and um, I mean that's that's a real thing, and you don't really see that emotion very often. I think at least done well in in romance stories. Uh, it, and I'm saying subtle jealousy, not like obviously you have the cheater or the, the, you know, the girl pushes themselves on the guy and the other girl sees it, you know, the girlfriend sees it sort of thing. But this was like, literally they see their partner just kind of talking to another guy and they get, you know, you see Kotaro get jealous about it and it's like, that's real. That happens, you know? <laughs> so I don't know that, um, I love just the subtlety of things, the way that nothing was overblown. Now they didn't really push anything on you too hard um like i said i felt authentic yep yeah one of the most well-told uh romance stories i think i've ever watched so yep for sure and the only the one of the only complaints i had about it was the op like i love ops this one was really good but if you watch the ops they spoil mm-hmm. the episode 
Oh, really? Yeah, that like I, par- yeah. parts of parts huh. of the the episode were in each op, and I, I stopped doing it. So maybe they stopped doing that as well. But after a few episodes, I'm like, well, I guess I can't listen to the op because then I have to watch what I'm going to watch anyway. You know, it was so some something so funny in this op, and I don't know if they're going to go back and fix it. But there was a scene in the op that was a really low resolution video of like a human being doing that little dance that he does. Uh-huh. You know the uh, you know how he puts that costume on and he does the dance for the parade? Right. In the beginning OP, like in the beginning episodes, that was a video of a human being doing that. And um, it was a pretty poor quality one at, at that. And uh, later episodes, they actually animated it. So you kind of saw where like they clearly were, they were putting some time into animating that scene to put it into the, they wanted that scene in the OP, but uh-huh. they hadn't animated it yet. So... <laughs> They just played a video of it. And I, I don't know if you go back and watch the OP in some of the earlier episodes, you'll see it. And I thought that was really interesting. So it was, I remember seeing it and thinking to myself, that looks like really bad. Um, but I love the OP. The, the music was good. The, oh, yeah. No, the OP it's, in it's general was really well. The, the ED is really good too. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love the ED. One of the few that I watched <laughs> <laughs> this season. Um, um, and they finally animate the scene. Uh, and I just... I, it was it was really neat. This was a show I had been itching, and I I talked told you guys I think in the Anime Arcade our our admin chat. I was just I was looking for a show like this, and this just it was it, perfect timing. I was looking for just a school slice of life ro- life romance show. I was just kind of I wanted my taste of Japanese culture from anime that I hadn't gotten in a while, and this this show came at the perfect time for me. So, well, what is it, guys? <laughs> Give me your scores. Uh, I'm really torn because I want to give this a perfect score. I really do. Uh, I do too, but I'm uh, like, I'm, I I'm hate racking, giving perfect scores. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> racking my brain to say, like, thinking, is this perfect? Is this like? Uh, then I will. I'll say my piece first while you guys think about that. Uh, this show, I think, is easily in my top ten now, mm. and I maybe even in my top five. I don't think. I could. I I can't think of a, a romance that was handled in a better way. Um, I think that's the that point. Left me as satisfied. Yeah. That's what we need to. I think we we need to. If I put this in a category of romance anime, it is a five out of five. Yeah, it, it stands if, alone. Know, I mean, I, I have other. I have romance manga I like, but I mean, this is anime we're talking about, and it's a category all unto itself. So, I mean, it's like. It is what it is. I mean, it, you're, you're, we're looking at a romance anime. It's not for everybody. Not everyone loves romance anime. So there might be people out there rolling their eyes at the fact that we're toiling with a perfect score for this show. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> for a group of people who we, especially Logan, loves romance, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love a good romance. And um, not, I don't mean that condescending, Logan, because obviously you love good romance no, 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 too. For but sure. yeah. um, I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I guess this is a five out of five. Yeah, I, I just, I, at the, yep. I guess at the end of the day, I have to ask myself if I saw this on Right Stuff in a special edition, would I instantly pre order it, even if it wasn't coming out for another year and a half? And the answer is absolutely, even if it was my last hundred and some odd dollars to spend. So <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Like to those of you out there who are like, you guys give, give, you know, high scores too easily this one is one i will defend to the death like five out of five it's got to be in my top 10 
Like I, I need to, I need to rearrange my anime to figure out where my top 10 are, but this is in it for sure. Yep. For sure. It's came out of nowhere. I think blew us away. What would you say? Like five out of five. I'm, I'm debating saying that this is the best romance anime I've ever watched. Um, I, yeah, I Toradora, I think was Mm -hmm. probably my previous best. Um, and it's hard for me to put this above Toradora because Toradora is a really, it's a longer show. Um, and it's a, it's a different kind of, yeah. show. it's a, it's a beautiful romance. So it's hard for me to say that this is better than that. Um, it's up there with Toradora as far as quality romance. Um, so if you like Toradora and you liked it for its romance, watch the show. I can't really think of what my favorite romance was before this one. I mean, I enjoyed Certain romances, uh, Snow White with the red hair. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed my love story. I thought it was really nice. Yeah, I did too. And um, that, I, I think that I like that more as a friendship, um, just a relationship yeah. show. Uh, um, not so much for its romance. I like the romance in in my love story. I like that it that it it kicked off at like episode three. Um, but yeah, I like this one. Whatever was at the top beforehand, we probably if. I, if I really had to pick one, it was probably uh, Snow White with the red hair. Mm-hmm. And this one tops it. And as much as I like that show, this one head and shoulders yeah. above it. I think we're noticing <laughs> too a trend with romance shows. Um, I've been noticing lately where the trend used to be it. There's drama after drama after drama. Like there was always some they they fall in love and you'd be you just know these people are going to fight and they're going to break up and they're going to date other people and then they're going to get back together and then they're going to fight again. And there's always some kind of drama like injected in there. Um, golden time comes to mind. Mm. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of romance. And I remember watching my love story and thinking every single episode, like, Oh God, this is when they break up. You know, this is when something bad happens. <laughs> and um, I kept, it was, this was the same feeling. It was like, I kept expecting something bad because it's a show where the romance started very early. Um, so you kind of felt like you can't have an entire 12 episodes just about their romance growing, right? I mean, I feel like there's a trend right now in, in romantic stories where they're, they're, they're doing away with the drama, which I love. I, I just think it's great. Um, I almost, for a minute, I wanted to say I wish there was more conflict or drama. And there were a couple scenes no, where yeah, there were. There were. Um, minor, you know, minor drama, I guess. Well, uh, there, there was one that really made me mad at Kotaro, but that's just because he made Akane <laughs> cry, and I was like, man, fuck you. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> to see her cry was really, was heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, just, the, she's such a sweet girl. <laughs> yeah, she was a great and character. And he was, he was a real dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, well, that's gonna do it. Give us our, you know, complain at us and tell us we're wrong and all Fight you us. want. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like, I love to hear your opinion as to what's wrong with the show. Uh, and I'd love to disagree with you most likely, but I still would like to hear your opinion because I love everyone's opinion. Except you. Yes, you. <laughs> yeah. The one listening right now, you know what you're doing. <laughs> Get your hands out of your pants when you listen to my voice. <laughs> Whoa, wow. Man. Okay. I see you. Sorry, I'll take my hands up. Okay. Um, nice. Well played, sir. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we went on to our Discord, into our podcast questions channel, and uh, I asked what people's favorite shows from the spring uh, season were. 
And we have a few responses. Um, we can take turns reading these. I'll start out. Uh, Meowth900 says, Attack on Titan, My Hero Academia, Berserk, Yo Mushi Petal, New Generation. Um, then she says that most of the other stuff that she wanted to watch was on Anime Strike, which is unfortunate. Um, I'll take uh, uh, Cuba. He says, uh, Eccentric Family 2 and Tsukigaki Rei were both amazing shows. I'm not done with Kato. What's Kato? Kato. Kato. Um, love Tyrant. Yeah. Love Tyrant. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to hear about that show a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice and Zoroku yet. Uh, he's not done with those shows. I kind of <laughs> slowed down, so that might have not been clear. Um, but he's enjoyed them so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, B-Tag. Uh, B-Tag. Yeah, B-Tag says uh, Eccentric Family 2, uh, Tsukigakide. Tiger Mask W uh, it says it's actually ended and now I'm horribly sad. Uh, the King's Avatar, <laughs> which is the Japanese uh, web anime, or chat, yeah, blah, blah, sorry, wrong way around, Chinese web anime, um, and uh, Little Witch Academia, which I need to start watching. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Meowth also said uh, Little Witch Academia. I missed that. Oh, um, Ayu chimed in and said a little witch, uh, Saikano season two, attack on Titan season two, world end, Tsukigakure and eccentric family too. Um, she's also really into, e. uh, a lot of the stuff that's continuing my hero academia, rage of Bahamut, virgin soul, soccer quest, recreators. Um, but she had to pick two e. of the non-continuing stuff, Saikano 2 and uh, Eccentric Family 2 were uh, her, or, uh, his picks. Yeah, we refuse, <laughs> refuse to believe that it's a he. It's your picture on the Discord, man. We're looking at it and it's like, oh, that's a girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I see. Uh, the Ayu reminds me of uh, freaking, uh, was it, uh, Kanan? And then, yeah, the picture of what's-her-face from... Uh, that new the uh Kiyomani show i can't remember the who name is that, that? i know i use a dude um, what ending uh wouldn't be complete without phil chiming in uh this should come as no surprise to anyone who has ever listened to me but aramanga sensei is one of the greatest things ever quote phil <laughs> if if you want to come on our discord and disagree with him we will have that information shortly um but <laughs> i i don't disagree with him well maybe not one of the greatest things ever but it was fantastic um it was a lot of fun yeah yeah for sure but uh yeah if you guys want to talk to us want to contribute to our podcast questions we will most certainly have one for the next podcast which is coming up soon because once again we are horridly horridly behind um i'm gonna drag you guys in cuba into a game of battlegrounds when we get off here (laughs) (laughs) okay sounds good to me uh, and if you want to play Player Knowns Battleground with us or anything uh, of the like, uh, you can get a hold of us. Uh, well, first off, we're the Anime Arcade Podcast. Uh, we're on AnimeArcade.net, and more stuff should be getting posted uh, soon. It should be another review. I was going to post more stuff when I was at in LA, but uh, I was drinking a lot. My apologies. Uh, <laughs> you can get a hold of us uh, at facebookcom arcade. Uh, on Twitter at uh, anime underscore arcade. We have an Instagram. It's the underscore anime underscore arcade. Uh, or you can email us at mail.animearcade at gmail.com. 
And in any one of those, just let us know, hey, I'm interested in, in joining the Discord, and we'll shoot you an invite, uh, an invite code, um, and you can come and tell us how incredibly right we are. Just like 100% never wrong, <laughs> and yeah, also handsome despite the fact that you've never seen any of our faces, except mine on a couple, if you follow our social media, I've been posting pictures of my my bearded face they've seen, i think they've seen adventures. us didn't we post some sakura stuff uh sakura con stuff yeah, we, we oh did. that's right yeah. okay i mean well, that's why i've been getting all this fan mail i think since you posted <laughs> this stuff. well shit where's all my fan mail are you, are you hoarding it <laughs> yeah oh man i didn't want to have to tell you this <laughs> god damn it i tried so hard um, <laughs> you do you do a great job i'm proud of you um so yeah that's gonna do it for this one we've got nine more shows uh lined up for our second review episode which will uh go up hopefully maybe next week maybe in two weeks i'm not yeah. gonna commit to anything. look yeah. forward to uh carlos telling us about ax i actually have told him he's not allowed to tell me about it until yeah. we cast uh, so I, I will we will be having a, an anime uh, expo podcast where i will go over day by day uh the uh shenanigans uh, me and a couple other guys got into so look forward to that yeah. as well two of our listeners so <laughs> You can be one too. Well, if you are one too, you're currently listening mm-hmm. to it. Never mind. <laughs> We're going to end it here, I think. So thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch uh, you next time. Oh, no. Keep it left. <laughs> See you next time. Peace. <laughs>